how is it or how did you make this into a profession that you can make a living from? What did that look like? I, I, I started off as a very traditional trainer. I had my clipboard with, you know, my nine-week program with my one week of recovery and rest right in the middle of it. And for the first few years, I was very much like, okay, how do I progress? How do, we, how do I regress? And it's very important to learn those things. I think it's super important for all those newbie trainers. If they're listening, I get a lot of um, DMs from new trainers who, who are like, I don't, what, how do I start? And it's just, the answer is just, just start and start to understand periodization. And then, you know, once you know the rules, you break the rules. Podcast designed to help you change your mindset and your life. It is time for something new. Join host Dr. Shante Cofield, also known as the Movement Maestro, on a journey to see the bigger picture. Open your eyes. Find your passion and discover how movement unites us all. Let's get it popping. This is Maestro on the Mic. I'm the Maestro, and you're about to get Maestro by. Three, two, one. Hey you guys, Maestro here, and welcome back to another episode of Maestro on the Mic. Today I have with me a very, very dear friend, super close friend. We were talking beforehand, and you know, I usually have this spiel kind of laid out that I want to say to, to introduce them. And she said to me, you know, I'm, I'm already kind of weird, I'm from Texas, my name is Venus, and I was like, that is going to be the intro. So, without further ado, my very weird friend from Texas with the coolest name, Venus Lau. Welcome to the show, my friend. Thank you for having me. I am your weirdo and I am ready. (laughs) I love it. So thank you. And you guys listening, hopefully you guys have, you're you're following Venus. If you follow me, there's a good chance that you follow Venus. Um, She's Venus to be fab, um, the number two uh, on the Instagram. But of course, I'll put that in the show notes. But wanted to bring her on so you could hear her story. You could hear the things that she's doing now. You know, I'm all about that Roger Bannister effect. And it's just it's just great to bring people on that are, you know, thinking outside the box, that are living their their truth just so unapologetically. So that's what I'm hoping that you guys take from this episode. We'll see what Venus brings. You never know what Venus is going to say. So <laughs> we shall see. Why don't you do me a favor, Venus? Can you tell the people what you want to tell them about you? So what do I want to tell them? <laughs> what I want to tell them is, is find your flow, whatever that means for you. It doesn't mean it has to look like mine because that's basically how I found mine. Um, a little background about me. I guess I have been a trainer now for, God, I think over 12 years. And I've studied so many different types of movement and patterns and you know everything they tell you you should learn. And all the certifications that uh, we're told as trainers that we should have. And at the end of the day, what really resides with me is a combination of everything I've learned. You know, so that you know that saying it's it's you know it's not just what you know; it's it's your experience, and that's also truly where confidence comes from. Um, And it's it's about trying things and really trying things in a way that 
you're not just saying, oh, yeah, I did it and whatever. Like really putting your best foot forward when you're doing something that is new and different. No, totally. What what got you into movement in general, Venus? Um, well, movement in general, I'm not going to say like the style of movement I do now, but movement in general, mm-hmm. I was mm-hmm. an athlete my entire life because I was actually super, super quiet. <laughs> Never would have guessed that. <laughs> so, I know, right? And that's a surprise. <laughs> surprise number one this episode. Surprise number one. I used to be <laughs> extremely shy. Um, and I, I, th- I would say body movement, body language was how I expressed myself as a kid. And I think a lot of kids and a lot of athletes feel that way. Um, you know, it's something that I was told I was good at. And so mm-hmm. I immediately gravitated towards it and wanted to be better and better. And I think that there goes, there's a lot to say with people who support you and, and tell you that you're good at something. And it, it, it could be true. It could be not true, but as if, you're hearing it and it makes you feel good, you're going to be gravitated towards it, right? For sure. Um, so makes our nervous system feel safe for sure. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. So what, what about like the stuff you do now? Cause I'm guessing how what you started wasn't where you're at now. Definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> I went from being a soccer player, swimmer, golfer in college and to a gym rat. And I loved working out. And that was my thing for a really, really, really long time. In fact, becoming a trainer was not the thing that I thought I was going to do. It, it was. What do you think you were going to do? I would, thought I was going to be a comedy writer. <laughs> ah, yes, that's right. There comes that's my right. quirkiness, my weirdness, mm-hmm. um, and my creativity. Um, yeah. Even though I was an athlete my, my entire life. And um, being a trainer was, was, in my mind, a very short-term thing. And I had my first job at Equinox and just started training clients and I started doing continued education and I just fell in love with it. And so to fast forward to the style I love doing now, which is a combination of animal flow and primal developmental movements and yoga and other body weight styles mixed in with using tools like, you know, steel mace, kettlebells, and pretty much any kind of workout equipment that I can flow with, with my body or what I also like to call um, truly athletic movement. Um, can you tease that out a little bit? And like, this is part of the reason I selfishly, I think, brought you on was your style is such an amalgamation of so many different things. And it's people may watch it from the outside and think, oh, it's that. Or that's like, you know, Venus, she's the flow girl. But like, w- do you have an elevator pitch for what you do? And it's okay if you don't. But do you have like a, this is, you know, a sentence. This is what I do. <laughs> um you know, I'm still working on the one sentence, the log line, yeah. but I will say that it is just, it really is a, a combination of, of a lot of different elements because at the end of the day, and I think any movement practitioner who's listening to right now, they'll say it to you too. It, once you've studied multiple t- styles of movement, you'll realize they all have the same premise. They all come from the same foundation. Yes. And, um, you know, how I, how I actually initially found you was when after I took Stop Chasing Pain, Dr. Perry Nicholson's course on developmental movement. Uh, yeah. And so just going through that and learning from the basics of how we learn how to move from, from childhood, or I should say since we're babies, from crawling and creeping mm-hmm. and rotating and rolling and all those patterns, like those patterns, you get those patterns down and you're going to be able to nail any pattern. Yeah. But there, dude. Yeah, but that's not sexy, right? 
Nope. It's, nobody cares about that. Right. That's much sexier to weight. go up into some weights and exactly. lifting heavy and doing handstands, which, you know, I'm not going to lie. I love those things too. And oh, for sure. I, I think they're, it's very important to, to really be able to do it all. But um, yeah. I think that's honestly, I was on a call the other day with uh, this, the guy who won my challenge and uh, he lives in India and he had asked, you know, where do you see movement going? And I was like, yeah, I think it's going to exactly what you said, Venus, where it's like, I think it's important to be able to do it, be able to do it all. And like the best, the person that's like ends up being truly the fittest and the healthiest is that person that can do it all. Yeah, not, we're not all built to be able to do everything really well, but yeah, you know, you look at these old, these, you know, old time strong men and things like that, like that did train hand, hand balancing, that did train such incredible mobility and they could do splits and stuff, but were also really strong and, you know, had the cardiovascular component too. Like if I need to run away from something, yeah, I can do it. Like, I think that that's ideally the way that we're going to go back to, or what I'd like to see people going back to. It's cool to specialize in things and be really good at one thing for sure. But when we're concerned with like, you know, being the best athlete or, or truly being healthy, like that well-rounded component, which is what I see in your stuff, which is one of the things that I find so nice. We have different things we like to do because you're always asking me to flow and I'm like, <laughs> no, but, but you, you, we want, I can watch videos of you and I, and I know that like Venus could train this other thing and pick it up. Venus, you couldn't do handstands before and then you were like, yeah, I'm going to work on it. And if you go into a gym, Venus can go and pick up some heavy weight. And if you were to, someone wants to work with you, Venus could get, you know, Olympic lifting. You know, Venus, I watch her go and do pull-ups. Like there, she has such a well-rounded just uh, baseline, I think because of all the stuff that you do and you, and you train it so well. So I actually want to kind of go, have you go into that. You work with people on this. What is, what does your training look like? What does your life look like? You've made this a career. What does, what does that look like for people? It's really interesting. I train with literally every type of person you could possibly think of. Like literally I, I, I teach this, this private class and most of the people in the class are above the age of 60 not all, but most oh, of them, I would say so like good. 80% of them. And I think four of them, when they came to the class first time, they go, I've never been in a gym before. <laughs> and ah. so it was great. And, you know, just even teaching them scapular protraction or retraction probably took me like 15 minutes for them to really understand what was happening. Um, but it's very rewarding to see that. And to, I have also, like last week, I taught, um, a friend of mine, he's also a PT. You know him, Jason. Oh. Um, he brought. Oh yeah, Doctor Park. Yeah, Doctor Park. Mm. He brought. Park. Uh, he brought one of his top fighters to my place, and I trained his top fighter intricacies of pivoting and rotation, and having you know figuring out how to get him more power in his moves, and how to get him to breathe properly so he can get more, be more powerful. He's a really uh, popular MMA fighter. Um, mm -hmm. and so I've taught the whole gamut and from teaching people to, to recover from surgery to, you know, your general, you know, Jane or Joe that just wants to get in better shape. And I think at the end of the day, you know, when, when I teach people from a foundational standpoint, then if you want to do CrossFit, it's going to help you. If you're a dancer, yeah. it's going to help you. If you're older and, you know, you just don't want your back to hurt when you play with your grandkids, it's going to help you. So, you know, I think what it is is that a lot of people skip the foundations. Um, and mm -hmm. I mean, I don't mean foundations of like push, pull, hinge, squat, 
I, I'm going even like more foundational than that. The fundamentals of getting on the floor and crawling. Can you lift your opposite yeah. arm and leg at the same time? You know, are you, yeah. do you, are you aware so of how you're breathing? Can you lower your intensity of breath in order to calm your nervous system down? Like those are the things I teach all my beginners. And yeah. because of that, then that's why I have, you know, like I, I post on social media a lot. One of my clients, she's 66 years old and we do hand, love her. We do handstands. She crushes it. Oh my gosh. She's amazing. She crushes it. We do handstands. She does skin the cats. She does pull-ups. She does animal flow like a beast. It's, it's just awesome. But it's because she understands that baseline that's not as sexy uh, to most people. Venus, I got to ask, because I'm, I'm all, you know, the business side of this stuff. Right. How do you market something like this? And how do you get buy-in once someone comes into your clinic? Because this is one of the things that I get kicked back with from my course, because I love talking about the foundations and like, yo, you got to like assess this and address this. And then other stuff pretty much goes away on its own. But people are always so concerned with like, and a part of it's the PT model, because you have like six, six visits or, you know, 12 visits, six to eight weeks. And it's like, just not, a, it's not enough time. But how do you market that non-sexy stuff? And then how do you get buy-in once they're there? Well, you know, I'm still learning myself, but. <laughs> I, love I love it. You're so real. I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, I'm so great at marketing this stuff. To be honest, I just show it. I do it. And people see the results. And some people are going to be impatient. And you're just going to have to live with that. You're just going to have to be like, you know what? Some people, yes. they're, they don't want to learn the foundations. They don't want to learn their ABCs and their conjunctions. They want to start writing poetry right away. And, you know, they can learn the hard way. And they can watch someone else who decides, you know what? I'm going to take my ego out of it. And I am going to start for the basics. And I am going to learn the stuff that even though in my mind, you know, most people are like, I want to burn XYZ calories. I want to be able to learn how to do a handstand. I want to, you know, lift a certain amount of weight. But if you tell them, I sit them down and say, look, if you want to be able to do all those things really well and not get injured and also enjoy a good life, but also enjoy the actual movement itself, learn this stuff. When you learn yeah. this stuff, it makes all the other stuff make more sense and you'll actually learn it faster. In terms of faster, what are we looking at? And this is such a terrible question, but I got to ask anyway. <laughs> what are we looking at in terms of timeframes for things? So I realize everything's going to be different and it depends on what their goals are. But how long are you working with people in general, Venus? Um, you know, only about 10,000 hours. Done. <laughs> Perfect answer. <laughs> 10,000 hours till mastery. Done. That's it. One, that's perfect answer. Podcast like, is done. <laughs> I am, I'm hanging up right now. We are doing this remotely, despite the fact that Venus does not live that far from me because all the cool kids do live in LA, but it takes a little bit of time to get up there and I wanted to get the show in and I'm traveling so freaking much and Venus asked me a million times to hang out and do this, but I kept being like, I can't, I can't, I can't. So begrudgingly, she decided to, uh, or yeah. said it was okay to do it remotely. Even so thank you, Venus. You're welcome. I know you're allergic to me, but anyways, <laughs> um, to answer your question, uh, it, the answer is always going to be, it depends. It depends on the person. Yeah. It de I, whenever I meet a new student for the first time, it's, if this is in person, obviously, because um, mm -hmm. I have online programs as well, but Ooh, we gonna talk about that. Yes, we can. Um, but when I meet someone in person, I always say, "Hey, what what movement styles do you know?" And sometimes 
you know, they'll be like, oh, I was an athlete. I did this. I did this. I did this. Oh, I'll say, you know, have you ever had a, a coach before? Have you ever been to PT? Uh, what injuries have you had? What do you think caused it? Because most people don't actually really know what caused their yeah. injury. I mean, me included. You know, there's so many things mm -hmm. that cause injuries. Um, and honestly, I'm just trying to get a, a feel for their energy, their vibe, their knowledge, um, and 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 also the movement styles that they know. So sometimes they're like, oh, I've, I'm not really a gym person, but, you know, I did dance as a kid. So in my mind, I'm like, great. What kind of dance did you do? Oh, I did a little bit of tap, a little bit of jazz. So in my mind, I'm going, okay, so they understand beats. They understand counts. So when I teach uh -huh. people, I listen to what they know and go, okay, we're going to implement what you know with what I'm going to teach you. And uh, so, you know, like the company that I teach, there's a lot of engineers there. And I will talk in more engineering type terms. If I'm teaching yeah. someone who has a yoga background, I will talk to them more like a yogi, more with the inhale mm -hmm. and the exhale. And like I get more uh, tactile with my cueing for them. So it just it, like I said, it depends on who I'm teaching, the time it takes. You know, if someone learns quickly, you know, it's just like maybe an hour long session. But I would say mostly an hour and a half long session is about how long it takes for them to really get a gist of, I guess, my style of teaching if we're going one on one. So I get mm -hmm. really in depth of warming up their body, teaching them why they're doing it, and then having them actually perform the performing thing. I love it. And you, you physical therapists out there, people that are more of a traditional model, but I want you to take from that is that this is why we need to be pushing forward and getting away from that traditional model where we see people perhaps less frequently, but for longer periods of time, because it takes time to get good at things. It takes time to, you know, get back to doing things. It takes time for pain to go away, right? So this traditional model, it sets us up for failure when it's like, okay, you have six to eight weeks and then like everything's supposed to be learned. It doesn't, it, it doesn't work like that. So whatever you can do to start pushing towards this model, and maybe for you, that just means partnering with somebody and, and working with someone like Venus so that you transition that person into, you transition that person into a program with someone who can meet those needs and, and really get them, you know, where they want to be because it doesn't happen overnight so my, I, I love that little bit my apologies i did not realize you meant what how long the whole program would be uh that yeah as you just said it takes time someone can learn yeah. if they're like hey i re really just want to learn how to flow i can teach that in a matter of like four weeks to someone but i've also if they're like oh i want to really master it well i've had some clients for literally six seven years and they're still constantly yeah, working on it so just depends. That's amazing. It's such a different model to hear. And really, I, I encourage you guys out there, talk to people in different disciplines than you. Because it's so interesting to talk to trainers, especially because, you know, you want to have people for a long time. It's not a bad thing. Whereas in PT, it's almost like, what have you been doing? They're not better yet? You know, it's like, it's a very weird approach. And it's like, no, maybe they are better, but they're working on something else. But traditionally, you know, people come to PT because they're hurt, not because they like want to get better at something. So it's really interesting to, to talk to other providers and see what they're doing and what their model is and why. And then maybe be like, how can I take some of that really good stuff and make it my own? And I, I love that. I love that. Can we stick with the, uh, the talk about uh, being a trainer? I have, I have kind of two questions from this. 
How is it, or how did you make this into a profession that you can make a living from? What did that look like? It was all an accident. (laughs) (laughs) Do tell, Venus, do tell. Um, No, but seriously, I... I, I, I started off as a very traditional trainer. I had my clipboard with, you know, my nine-week program with my one mm-hmm. week of recovery and rest right in the middle of it. And for the first few years, I was very much like, okay, how do I progress? How do, re- how do I regress? And it's very important to learn those things. I think it's super important for all those newbie trainers. If they're listening, I get a lot of um, DMs from new trainers who, who are like, I don't, what, how do I start? And it's just, the answer is just, just start and start to understand mm-hmm. periodization. And then, you know, once you know the rules, you break the rules. And so yeah. myself, I was going through a period where I was doing nothing but traditional lifting or HIT style training. And, you know, every once in a while peppering in TRX so I could tell myself I did body weight training. <laughs> and um, then I got tricked into taking a hot yoga class. And I was not the kind of person who wanted to do yoga. I thought yoga was silly. I was like, this is dumb. It's just stretching and heat. Like, why would I do this? And I took a class with this teacher who was just amazing. And I loved it so much that I joined that same week. And then I ended up taking yoga teacher certification from that same teacher. She's amazing. I still, I still uh-huh. go, to, with, go to her and she's amazing. Um, and then I also heard about animal flow. And my reaction to that was even funnier my friend was like, you should try this thing called animal flow. And I was like, well, that sounds stupid. <laughs> I was like, what am I, am I supposed to growl? Like, what are you even talking about? <laughs> yeah, you know, you know, I was, I, was, mm-hmm. I was that jerk. And so I was like, all right, whatever, I'll, I'll go check it out. I fell in love with it. Um, you know, Mike Fitch, the creator, does an amazing job of – really teaching the fundamentals of transitions and switches and, you know, really breaks it down in such a great way. For those of you who don't know what animal flow is, it's based off of breakdancing, parkour, gymnastics, and um, just body weight style training in general. And uh, I really enjoyed it. So I love now mixing animal flow with primal movement and yoga and as well as just athletic movement that I see or I've learned from other practitioners from kettlebells and steel mace and, you know, things like that. I love it. I want you to keep going with this. (laughs) And I want you to talk about the things that you offer, mainly because so one of my first uh, introductions or experiences, I should say, with Venus and her coaching and her approach to movement, um, I taught a rock tape course over in, I don't know, Culver City, something like that, Venus came and she actually did, she took us through some Venus flow. And in my mind, I was just like, all the yes. (laughs) So it was fun. It was all the foundational movement patterns that I love. It was able to, it was able to, that sounds terrible grammatically, but you could regress this and lateralize it every move and and I think that's one of Venus's strongest skill sets honestly is that she made it so uh 
achievable everything you could do you could make the okay you couldn't do that all right cool then we can do this you can't do that way okay then we can do this and because it was in these low developmental positions right not to be confused with easy actually quite a lot harder but because we're in these developmental positions which are lower level nervous system is a bit safer it's more willing to grant you those movements and you can start exploring them which means it's a great way to start working on mobility mm-hmm. right but also have fun with it instead of sitting there and listen I, I don't want to shit on any paradigms but certain things that are out there that have you moving really slow and like doing this boring stuff for hours and hours is not for me <laughs> Venus came in and was like, here, we're going to do a crab reach. And I was like, holy thoracic spine, holy shoulder mobility, and holy fun. So I think that, you know, if you guys are providers listening to this, especially, because I think there's a tougher time for people to be like, how can I incorporate this? This stuff fits in seamlessly. So what do you teach Venus? What do you have to offer in terms of like, I want to train with Venus. I want to move with Venus. How can we do that? Well, they can hit me up in person, but if not, uh, that's why I created <laughs> online programs. And and I created, I have two programs right now. I'm going to be launching my own app and membership site very, very soon in the next month. Uh, that's going to have Woo-hoo! all that stuff on it as well. And I would be, but the awesome thing is on that platform is I want to be continually adding to it every week, every month and adding awesome interviews with people like you who have such great knowledge. And I got to say, I, I'm always learning from you. Like, like seriously, I love My being Venus. friends with PTs and I love being friends with Kairos and all other, you know, uh, the other spectrum of the wellness industry because I've learned so much. And, and you know, thank you for letting me come to that rock tape course, by the way. But, oh, yeah, of course. Thanks for coming. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I have an I have an online program. I have a beginner program which most people will be like, oh, do I really need the beginner program? Um, You know, I just want to do the strength and flow. And the strength and flow is a great program. It's got everything from breath work to mobility to developing the skill work in order to learn how to flow. And then you actually do the flow. Uh, And then you cool down with breath work. But don't skip the beginner program because that's really the foundational concept behind how I design everything. And... Yeah. And, and how I teach people to move. And it's like you said, it's like, how can I make things easier for people so their nervous system is open and feels safe to actually learn it? Once they can yeah. do it in a safe environment, close to the floor, developmental, very primal, then we take it up and do the fancy schmancy stuff that you know people like to see on Instagram. Mm-hmm. The coolest div. Yeah. Where can they find these things, Venus? Where do they got to go searching? Oh, venusfit.com. Pretty easy to remember easy and they're just like on there it's like oh yeah. programs yeah I would, yeah my app i'll be launching in a month so that'll be um so that's going to be like sometime in november or early december yes yes okay because mainly i'm asking because people listening to it uh you guys may not be listening to it today because you're not going to be listening to it today oh. uh, this will go out in a few weeks so it's the end of october um, we're recording this, so Venus referring to it in about a month. So we're looking November, early December. So be on the lookout for that, my folks. And like she said, let me just reiterate there. Start at the beginning. Everyone wants to skip steps. And you know what happens when you skip steps? You sprain your ankle. So don't do that. Start at the beginning, lay the foundation, and then you can go on to the other things. And the other things end up becoming that much more fun because it's less frustrating because you're like, oh, I can actually do this stuff. I'm not just like trying to force my way through this. Right. And then you can progress and progress and and progress from there. So it's just like poetry. I, just like poetry. I, I, love <laughs> I love that. I love it. Venus, you mentioned in there that, you know, you love 
you know, being friends with PTs and cousins like that. Do you have any kind of like, you know, cross referrals that you do with PTs? Is that like a thing? Yes, absolutely. I am always referring my clients and they're like, oh, I'm having this weird pain here. And I'll be like, okay, well, what causes it? What, you know, I ask them about it. And if it doesn't sound like it's movement related or something that we're currently doing, I'll just be like, hey, why don't you just go hit up my friend, my movement maestro, or so, so, you know, so and so. I have a lot of friends who are PTs and Kairos, yeah. and I'm always referring out. I've referred you to, I referred you to a couple of my clients already, and you've really helped them a ton. So thank you. Um, but, uh, I like to refer people out because I'm like, look, I don't, that's not my realm. I teach movement. Ah. I'm a trainer. I'm really good at teaching you how to do things. But when it comes to fixing you, that's not my, my space. So I, I refer yeah. that to someone else who, you know, they're like, oh, my shoulder really hurts here. I'm like, okay, well, we're, we can try these movements. I know these mm -hmm. movements tend to clean up those things. But if it's still not cleaning it up and, I, and I'm regressing it all the way down to the floor, then I'm like, okay, let's you need to go to a PT or you need to go to a, to a doctor and get that looked up. Dude, I love it. Thank you for sharing that. You guys listening, this is, what, this is what it's all about. I think that we tend to just, you know, glamorize and glorify the shitty side of things. And, you know, we assume that people outside of our discipline are just like trying to like, they're, they're doing bad things or that they're like, you know, I just see it too much where people are like, stay in your lane, stay in your lane. Not even asking like, one, what's that person's lane and where what are they doing right now? Like, Venus, is, I love that she just shared that because, yeah, there's nothing wrong with someone comes in and you're like, let's try and clean that up. Yeah, you have some pain. It doesn't mean I have to, you have to immediately like go to the PT trying to clean it up and it doesn't, you refer out. Same things with PTs. Like if movement and things like this and the, these longer programs is not your jam, refer out. It's the patient wins. They will send you other people because you helped them. Mm -hmm. And you get to really focus on what you like doing. I think that's so, so important that we realize like we do live in a time where we can be exclusive with our marketing and really focus on the people that, you know, we want to be working with and the things that we want to be doing yeah. and the stuff that we're not so good at. It's like have, refer that shit have out. fun too. That's how you have fun. Yeah. Yes. And I mean, you were talking about that earlier, like, oh, you know, oh, wow, I worked out and I had fun. Well, you should also work and have fun and yes. enjoy what you do. And I, I ultimately like... That's what, I, what I'm telling people when I get hit up by new trainers and they ask me, how did you get to what you're doing? And I said, honestly, I was curious. And I just dove into it open-heartedly. I was like, I'm not going to put any judgment on it. I made fun of the name Animal Flow, but I was still open about it. I went, I took the course and I was like, this is actually really great. Um, and I think that's what's really important. A lot of people will say they tried something, but you can always tell the person in that, course who they're there because they're told they should try it but they're not wholeheartedly in it they're not in that game totally you know and it's totally. like what are you doing here you're wasting your time you know so you might as well just like relax be open and, and learn something so or you learn something you don't want to do yes either way you're learning you take them away from that experience i, I want to rewind just a half second there and you talked about fun. I think that play is, is you know, it's really important. But I also you also said that you got to work too. Can you talk a little bit about combining play and intent? Because you, you can't just like go and be willy-nilly about stuff and like expect to be, get better at this other thing. There is some, you know, 
structure or intent with things. Can you talk about how perhaps you consider that when you're programming or when you're working with things? Absolutely. Um, I think it's it's just goes with the old saying, learn the rules before you break them. And yeah. so when it comes to, to how, you're, how I'm structuring anything, it's, okay, how can I drill this into the student or into the client to where they really understand it on such a technical level? Then once they understand the technology, technicalities, then we invite play, whether that be with, with their breath work or where I have them look somewhere else or, you know, we use, we use a card game or, or whatnot. Um, I think it's just really important to have both of them. Is that what, is that what you're asking me? I'm hoping. Yeah. 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 No, totally. 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 Keep going. Yeah. Keep going. Keep going. Yeah. Yes. 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 And, and so <laughs> I think it's yeah, really important it to have fun, but at the same time, if you are just kind of like randomly throwing things out there, it's it's not really going to do a lot. You know, the body and the mind, they really respond well to parameters of like what I'm trying to achieve. And then once you get to a place where you can achieve it on demand, that's where when it comes to at least when it comes to flow and movement, flow movement, then I teach my clients how to free flow. But even it's so interesting learning how to free flow where you're not thinking requires a lot of thinking before it. Yeah. Right. It's like learning how to play the guitar. You have to learn all the chords and know how to play it on demand. Then all of a sudden, one day you just free flow and you just play a random song. It's just coming out of your fingertips. And it's the same thing with movement. It's just a, it's just a whole nother beast. And it's about really drilling patterns and understanding the intent behind them. How do I create stability? How do I get more mobility? How do I connect it to my breath, my vision, um, into the surface that I'm actually on. And then over time you just free flow and you literally are like, Dude. you know, people are like, how did you come up with that flow? I'm like, Oh no, I just, I just did it. But it's, ah, it's practice. So good. That is the best analogy. Like you can't go and riff with someone until you own all of those foundational pieces, but then you also own them in a in a creative way because you can like memorize all the mo- all the notes mm-hmm. but if you don't understand how they play together and how they fit together and if you haven't you know had you know taken the the chance to kind of dabble and like try to link things together it's, it doesn't come out i love that's exactly that's such a good analogy venus and just from the video you know, i watch you you're my friend obviously if you guys ever i want you guys to go and, and check her out on instagram like Maybe not right now if you're driving, but when this episode is over, go and check it out because she does do these flows. And I think for me and, and really what I think, you know, in general, what we're seeing things trending towards is like just such a big talk about flow state and everyone's really like kind of like it's a sexy term right now. And she Venus captures it so effortlessly, which what it really makes it true, you know, flow. She owns these movement patterns where she's just like moving and, and going from from position to position and, and there's there's just such an ease with it. But I love that she highlights the fact that, yeah, it came from such intense, but, you know, but fun, whatever, work and, and dedication before it. I love it so, so good. Can you keep going with that? And I, and I want to talk about your your body and mind connection. You you are really big about that, uh, you know, when you're when you're doing your work and when you're doing your play, whatever. And the the tribe mentality too, like how that, that support system plays into that. Can you can you talk about? Any of those kind of more like quote unquote woo woo things that aren't actually woo woo at all? Yeah, they, yeah. As we know, they are not woo woo anymore. Um, exactly. There's more and more studies showing that. Oh wow, placebo effect is, is in every study. Um, mm-hmm. But 
the body mind soul really is connected and i i'm a big believer of when i watch i i'm one of those weird people i like to watch the way someone moves whether they're just walking across the room or they're working out and you can tell a lot about someone's personality based on how they move yeah. based on how they walk and yeah. um in the whole the connection that you have with the, the ground the floor whether it's flow or you're doing a traditional pu- push-up or you're you're lifting weights um that connection tells a lot about how your system, your brain, your mind, right, your heart, your body, your organs, yeah. how it all operates. And it is such a intricate thing. But at the same time, if you look at a big picture, it, it also, you can see someone walk across the room and decide in the matter of five seconds if you like that person. And you don't even know why. Oh, yeah. Right? But Oh yes, and that and that that's it's that body mind connection. Your our brains yes. are wired to notice beautiful movement. You watch a cat run across uh, the room, and we notice yes. its grace. You go to a ballet, and you can see you're you're just gravitated to beautiful movement. Um, and it's something that I think we're we're just encoded to like to see because we know it's actually much more efficient. And when it comes to the tribe mentality, same thing there. Like you meet someone within the first five seconds. First five seconds I met Maestro, I was like, I want to be best friends with her, even though she's allergic to me. (laughs) (laughs) This chick. You're a mess. You're a mess, Venus. But seriously, like, you know, it's you're not just this awesome voice on a podcast. Like for the people listening, Maestro is actually an awesome human. There, there's no doubt about it. One of the most supportive people I've ever met in my life. And that makes a huge difference. I would never have put out my own online program if it wasn't for friends like Maestro. Because when, the, when someone believes in you, it really helps take away some of that doubt we have in ourselves. Because we're always going to doubt ourselves. I mean, it's just a human thing. Yeah. And uh, you're right. that support creates a frequency. Um. So, you know, that frequency really does vibrate through your body. Like, you know, like they want to call it like an Eastern medicine and all the meridians in your body. Like, I really believe in frequency of people, not only just movement. Yes. It all matters. It all plays in. You guys listening, if you're having a tough time listening on the edges right there, that means, especially for my providers, these are the, this is the kind of environment that you want to be creating for your people, understanding that, yes, it all does matter when we're treating the human, treating the person in front of us. And then what kind of uh, tribe, if you will, what kind of environment have we created for the people that we're working with? They will get better in a better environment. It's it's almost impossible not to. When you have that, su- that support from the people that that are, that are treating you and the people that are also there, the other patients and things like that, which is one of the reasons I'd, I'd also love to see the more traditional healthcare world move towards, you know, what I have seen in like the CrossFit world where it's a family. Mm-hmm. It is a, a tribe. And you guys out there, if you feel like, you know, some kind of way about me using the word tribe, I'm, I apologize. But uh, that, that word means a lot. It, it conveys the message the best for me. But Imagine if you created a facility, my clinicians out there, that people actually wanted to be at, 
where maybe you're, you know, you have like a member of the month and you're emailing them and you have a Facebook group and, you know, you guys, you do things on like Friday nights, you have, you know, meetups or whatever, and you're creating this environment that just supports people and that taps into the mind, the mind, body, spirit side of things, mind, body, soul side of things, whatever. Imagine what we could do and people getting better and people staying better and people actually utilizing these you know what you're what you have to offer right. them like and i just think the sky's the, the limit. efficacy of when you're actually treating your patients and them actually doing yeah. the thing i mean how often have you have we all met people who are like oh yeah i went to pt and i did the exercises mm-hmm. for like a couple of weeks and i stopped mm-hmm. you know and there you like it. <laughs> it's like if, if oh. that, like part of the accountability of, of just being doing that is being part of that tribe that tribe mentality of like oh we're all in this together you're not just wanting my money you actually yes. care. Uh, so, so, so good. Venus, this is so good. I'm going to I'm gonna wrap us up soon. But before I do that, I would love to know any advice or just words, Venus words, that you have to, maybe I'll call them movement nonconformists. Whether they're looking to get more into movement or maybe they're on the other side and they want to coach more of that because I see it in the in the digital space where people they don't fit into CrossFit they don't fit in the box of I don't know yoga they don't fit in the box of just like FRC whatever they don't fit in the box what would you say to these people what advice could you give I would say just go to the basics uh, because once you learn the basics then that's when you can riff you know the whole guitar analogy learn literally the basics of human movement and I, what I did is I, I started looking at embryology and developmental movement and of how we actually just start learning as humans how to move. And I know it sounds mm-hmm. like, oh, that sounds different. Um, but you don't have to be in it that long. I would just say take a few courses and check that out and see how it relates to how you already like to move. And then from there, do the thing that you enjoy. Get really good at the thing you enjoy. And whether it's CrossFit or yoga or flow or kettlebells, just get really good at it and be open to seeing how the foundations work in that. Then from there, learn something new. (laughs) And then, and then from there. Yeah. And then from there, keep learning. Never stop learning. Make it your own. Make it. Yes. Make it your own because you're the only one who can teach it that way. You know, two trainers or two yoga instructors or two CrossFit coaches can be teaching the exact same movements to the exact same people in a class, but the class is going to have a totally different experience from each of those teachers because that that teacher can only teach it that way. And I think that is the biggest thing to take away. And um, I think anyone who's ever been to different coaches, they get that. They're like, yeah, I like that coach because of this. And then I like this coach because of that. And I think that's what that's the beauty of life. Everyone is so unique. That's so good. That's so, so, so good. If people wanted to learn the fundamentals from you, is that a thing that your beginner program covers or is that a type of thing that you like you do mentoring or anything like that? I do mentoring, yes, and I also have that beginner program specifically for that. Um, I after I created I first created strength and flow. And strength Mm -hmm. and flow is going to be more of an intermediate advanced style workout. 
Um, and that was really meant for me going, there's nothing out this, there like this. And mm-hmm. I really wanted to do, make, create something that I would do. So that's why I created Strength and Flow. What I learned from it was it was missing a lot of the beginner fundamental stuff of like how I choose certain movements and what I think is going to make people more successful at doing a program like Strength and Flow. So that got that's it. where that all came from. Got it, got it, got it. So you guys got some options there. If they wanted to hit you up, actually, I realized I didn't give them that. If they wanted to hit you up, what's the easiest way they could do that? Um, just follow me on Instagram, Venus, the number two, the letter B, and then F-A-B. That spells out Venus to be fab. And DM me there. I answer all my DMs. Um, or they can email me at venusfitinfo at gmail.com. Um, or they just email me from my website, venusfit.com, where I will be having right. the app. Amazing. Can you say your email one more time? Absolutely. It's venusfit.com. I'm sorry. My bad. <laughs> That's amazing. JK. <laughs> it's That's great. my email is venusfitinfo at gmail.com. That address Easy. might be changing to venus at venusfit.com, but for now, it's venusfitinfo at gmail.com. Easy enough. I mean, you guys, most people listen to this, they are using the instagram anyway so you can follow her there dm her there venus to be fab where did that name come from by the way i've always meant to ask you it is the dorkiest name ever i still get kind of embarrassed when i say it but um (laughs) honestly it was my email from when i was a teenager it was my first email address on like hotmail or aol AOL. yeah totally (laughs) like i wanted venus lao and it was already taken I wanted. I tried all these different names, and literally, I was like Venus too, and I was like B. I was like fabulous, dorky, freaking teenager, <laughs> and it just stuck. And when I first got on Instagram, I had zero, zero thoughts of, I don't know, becoming an, I guess, an influencer or whatever it's called now. Like I literally was just mm-hmm. like, I'm just gonna post stuff. Like I had zero clue of what I was doing. So. And look where it's gone. Here it is. Here it is. Uh, what about I the movement, it. Maestro? I want to know about that. Uh, so originally I was the movement mechanic, but then I it kind of caught on in terms of I started on Facebook and uh, the page did like decent. And I immediately went and looked to see if it was trademarked. And it was. So mm. there's like a group of like massage therapists or something like that in Denver. I think it's them or somewhere like that that have it uh, trademarked. And I was like, well, if this thing does ever grow, like this is not good. And I think that was like kind of the PT side of me that's always was always like looking for the rules and being like, oh, God, I don't want to get in trouble. <laughs> so I uh, switched it and went with the movement maestro. And I just wanted the alliteration. Um, I, I kind of think that I chose a name because I – was looking at people like Kelly Starrett and that was Mobility Wad. So like I saw that someone else was doing this and they had like a name, not just their own name. So I was like, okay, well, let me like create this name. Again, just like you having no, you know, intention of, oh, this is like going to become something. Um, but I was kind of like, let me just, if this does catch on, I don't want to get sued. I was always scared of getting sued. Like in PT school, they like make you think that like everything, everyone in the whole world is going to sue you. You have a pregnant patient, they're going to sue you. You have like a, a name you took for your business, they're going to sue you. So I was like, let me switch that. I didn't really like the name Maestro because I didn't think people were going to be able to spell it. 
but it stuck because it was the only other M. I knew I wanted M because I wanted movement because movement I knew gave me enough creativity and freedom to be able to talk about anything ever. It wasn't like I was just mobility or just flexibility, which I couldn't do flexibility anyway, but like it wasn't a singular thing, you know? So I wanted movement. I wanted the M and Maestro just kept popping in my head. So I was like, we're going to go with it. And I'm glad that I, that I did. Or what Jill makes me happy. Jill says it. Maestro. Exactly. But nobody could say that. So I'm like, it's fine. As long as you just, as long as you don't say, you know, Mastro or anything weird. People say it's, people say it's so weird. And I'm like, have you never seen the word Maestro? I think, like, I'm pretty sure people have heard it, but they don't know that that's how it's spelled. Yeah. And then they're like, I can see that. They're like, Maestro. And I'm like, that's (laughs) fine. It's fine. That works great. Uh huh. Just call me hey you. Just call me hey. That's exactly it's fine. So one last thing, Venus, I'm gonna wrap us up. One last thing. I ask everybody that comes on here. If you have to leave the people with one last piece of advice or words of wisdom, Venusism, if you will. You got anything for us? I would say learn the rules, break the rules, have a lot of fun, and never stop learning. It's simple. My goodness. So freaking good. You guys out there listening, I will put all of the things in the show notes. Please check her out. Open your mind to different styles of movement. It is, she just has so much to share and is so inspiring, which is why I wanted to bring her on. So definitely head on over to the Instagram and check out Venus to be fab. You won't regret it. Venus. Thank you. Maestro. This was freaking awesome. Love you, Maestro. Thank you. <laughs> this was a great, great day. I wish we could do in person. I know it's just maybe in like 2020. Our schedules calm down a little bit and then we'll revisit this. Yeah. All right. Deal. You guys also do not forget she has that uh, online, more online stuff coming out. She has two programs already, venusfit.com. She's got a, a membership that's going to be launching soon. Just so many things, so many resources that can help you out. So please go and check that out. Once again, Venus, thank you, thank you. Big thank you. Huge thank you back. Thank you so much. My, my Venus. You guys listening, thank you. I know you could have been doing anything and you chose to listen to us. Truly, truly appreciate it. If you liked the episode, I would love it if you could leave some stars, preferably five. If you loved the episode, a review would be awesome. All right officially wrapping it up this time until next time friends venus and maestro 